It's a special edition of the Emerging Cricket Podcast, and I'm joined by the founder of the Everest Premier League, the Premier T20 competition in Nepal, Amir Akhtar. Amir Dai, uh, great to have you on the show finally. I know that we've um, struggled to, to have the, the schedule freed up so we can both chat, and the connection's a little bit dodgy, but we'll, we'll make the most of it. Uh, first of all, how, how's things? Um, uh, thank you. Thanks, Daniel, for the lovely introduction. Yeah, everything going good. Um, we just close to a couple of months now with our third edition of the West Premier League, uh, fourth in fact. So yeah, the heat is on actually. I have noticed that the, the tournament's been moved back by two weeks. Um, without going into too much detail, uh, how is the preparation going and, and what was the, the thinking behind that decision? Um, no, we, in fact, we had scheduled our first, uh, sorry, dates as 29th of Feb till 14th of March. Um, that was like probably in September itself. But then we, get, we came up um, uh, with the news that uh, Nepal has a pre-qualifier uh, Asia Cup uh, somewhere. Um, that's from 29th Feb until 6th of March. We had to move two weeks ahead actually so it was mainly for because Nepal team is not available they're supposed to play outside Nepal so for that reason they had to move it's a welcome problem I suppose with with the board back in Nepal and there's also plenty of international cricket in, in that time with uh cricket world cup league two as well you guys are hosting uh a tournament there but you're also um of course playing in that in that tournament for for the rest of the the cycle uh, but for the EPL, which has been there while the the ban was on uh, the Cricket Association of Nepal, uh, you said this is the fourth edition of the tournament. Uh, what what's new this year? Um, see, every year we came up with some uh, innovative concepts, uh, right from introduction to the foreign players, or um, you know, with the with the broadcast quality, everything. But this year mainly we are working on uh, two areas. Uh, one in the production quality, uh, we're getting our entire production from India, from a very reputed organization. Um, and the viewership we are taking um, uh, globally. So, and most importantly, we are, we are actually taking our viewership to the Indian market apart from Nepal. And hopefully in this whole subcontinent in the Middle East and, and, and Europe as well, inshallah. So, that's one thing that we're taking Nepali cricket to the world, uh, literally. Uh, second, that our production quality of the matches uh, is taken care of by the top company from India. So we actually, the, the viewership in Nepal will attract uh, that, that sort of um, uh, quality, you know, uh, with their domestic league uh, being shown with the top international quality. Third is the foreign players. Uh, uh, we are trying very hard to bring in good quality foreign players, mainly from the test nations. The reputed one. So I think that we have, you know, with the league uh, going into uh, further additions, they keep improving. There have been rumours around the last couple of weeks in in terms of the overseas players and those players coming from Test nations. But if you do look back to, to previous tournaments, you've enjoyed plenty of uh, of brilliant international cricketers, uh, guys like Kevin O'Brien and Ryan Tendiscard, who have been excellent. Uh, Ron Mustafa. Uh, other players like that. Uh, I know that you are trying to, to move into the Indian market and, and other places like that through full members, but is it difficult to find that balance because of your position uh, in Nepal as, a, as an associate country? 
how difficult is it to try and attract that talent and, and what's the, the end product or the end game in, in attracting uh, full member players? See, um, the reason we are trying to attract the full member players, I would say the top uh, destination players, is because we want to create a legacy uh, with, with Nepali cricket. And we want basically mainly the contributors to Nepali cricket. Uh, so, you know, like you mentioned, Kevin and Ryan and Richard Devi when they played last year, they actually did a lot uh, with the local cricketers and, you know, they built that whole legacy. And this is what we want now from the uh, bigger, more cricketers. Um, uh, someone who has got the philanthropic mindset uh, in terms of nurturing our young talent, in terms of uh, uh, helping out to create the fan base for ECL. So when we have approached uh, these uh, high-profile players, uh, they have been very, very supportive. Uh, one, that because they know Nepali cricket is actually growing and they know its potential. They are, they are fully aware of it. And second of, uh, second, of course, because of the tourism prospects, uh, uh, Nepal being such a beautiful country and, you know, there are a lot of wish lists for many overseas players or outside the high-profile players to come and, you know, be a part of uh, this whole, I would say, extravaganza um, show. So, it's been, I would, uh, it's been a little tough, but then it's, it's workable. Well, as someone who has visited Nepal a couple of times, I can vouch for the touristic aspect of the country. It is a beautiful place. Uh, of course, the, the TU ground is, is the venue for your tournament. Uh, but when signing these players, how much of the responsibility is on the league to sign these players or does the responsibility lay on the shoulders of the respective franchises who try and identify these players? How, how is that decided? Uh, to be honest, we do uh, take a uh, good, good, good amount of control in finding out the right players, to be honest. And we play, EPL just plays an advisory role, a connecting role uh, in making sure that the franchise get the best player at the best value. Um, uh, if you're asking me, do we get involved? Yes, we do get involved. Uh, we can't deny that. And, you know, we do get involved very deeply because we want that balance. Uh, we, we, we want to create that whole balance when we bring the international players. And I say balance means reputation counts, you know, we make sure that, you know, um, that we could work within our budget um, and their arrivals, their departure, you know, and what, uh, what they would give uh, back to Nepali cricket. So we look at the whole portfolio and then we try to search those players. Uh, so we do actually get involved with the franchise and we work very closely in making sure that we, we pick the right players. Looking back to last year, and it was another acclaimed tournament, this year is promising to be bigger and better. You mentioned the, the, the telecast and, and the production and that quality. Uh, the players will, will add to that as well. Given that the board is back, uh, Cricket Association of Nepal is back, uh, you guys actually had a huge emphasis or a huge part in developing uh, the Nepali domestic game and, and giving a lot of these players the, the chance to play cricket. Just how crucial was that in the time that cricket, uh, the Cricket Association of Nepal was banned? Because, you know, we, without the, the domestic structure from the board, it meant that your tournament as well as the other ones across the, the calendar in Nepali cricket, they played a, a crucial role. What do you think the role is now given that the, the board is back? See, um, of course, I mean, we, we would like to work very closely with the, with the cricket board. Uh, it's called CAN. 
cricket association of Nepal. Um, and I'm sure they do understand the last two editions of EPL has taken place, uh, you know, in their absence. Uh, in in fact, uh, we worked very hard uh, in those last two editions without the cricket board, uh, without CAN. Um, there was a lot of question about legitimacy. There was, there was a lot of question about um, you know the whole authority uh, of the, of the cricket thing. But thankfully, ICC helped us and uh, making sure that the the league was sanctioned. Uh, over these, uh, from last two years, uh, from the last two editions. And now the cricket board has come in, uh, the CAN has come into operation. Uh, we are again working very closely. Uh, we did make them aware about our, um, I would say, about our presence, about our contribution. We handed over the entire event report to them. And to what I know, they have been very impressed with our work. And we, we, we do have plans to work closely with them. and. And we would like to contribute in every aspect to the development of cricket in Nepal. So, yeah, I mean, we are quite happy that they are, they are back on board with us. Um, and we, 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 we are very determined uh, that we shall uh, follow the entire guidelines given by the CAN, by the ICC. So hopefully it should be much easier now. How much, in terms of how long it takes, just how long does it take to prepare... A tournament like this, Amir, I know that you, you have pushed this one back uh, previously, they were in December, but is it a case of as soon as one tournament finishes, you're already planning on the next one, or is there a little bit more more to the life of Amir outside of uh, the Everest Premier League? <laughs> See, Daniel, I mean, to have an event like EPL, it, this is not a cricket tournament. Um, and, you know, it's an it's industry that we done. We should not call this as just a cricket tournament. There is so much of activity that goes on. And it cannot be done with one month or 15 days of preparation. You know, it's a massive, uh, there's a massive investment into that. There's a massive preparation for that. It's a throughout the year, uh, it's an affair, right? And, you know, when we, when I say it's a 12 months of rigorous preparation, right? Okay, sometimes, you know, when you're closer to the event, uh, it becomes more, Deeper, and you know, you start hacking, working more harder. But uh, you know, the last ten months, you know, we have been there, you know, looking after the planning, the, the recruits of the of the foreign players, you know, talking to them. There's so many things that actually is done behind the scenes. So this is not a one month or two months of preparation event. The industry that we we look into, when we uh, we have tied up with six industries of Nepal. To run the franchise, um, and you know, we do a lot of work with them throughout the year. The entire activity, the promotions, you know, the development aspect of cricket. Uh, there was there was a team that actually sent three of their uh, talent hunt um, cricketers, you know, in India to train to be a part of EPL. That was three months back. So you know, in every aspect, uh, the franchise, the EPL as a league, you know, we all are working throughout the year. Uh, because we feel that this should be run like an industry and not like a cricket tournament. To go back and to think about the start of the Everest Premier League, uh, how did you come up with the idea? What was the inspiration behind it? And uh, how, in terms of what you envisaged at the start, how do you think your tournament or your movement, I suppose, um, given your last comment, how do you think it's progressed in that time? And, and where do you also see it uh, moving to in the future? 
Garil, I'll be very honest. Uh, I did not do any innovative thing in bringing the T20 cricket in Nepal. Right? There were a lot many uh, countries who were doing it much. You know what? What you know, came into existence in 2016, but you know the other countries they have done much before. The, more than the innovation, it was a demand in Nepali cricket. Right? And we are really lacking uh, behind in you know making our cricket setup in a, in a on a, on a Professional platform was struggling with that. We never had that vision, you know. The players uh, were still not uh, getting financially benefited, you know, for all their, um, I would say, the hard work, you know, the the persistence towards the team or being in the team. It was not really marked. Um, so uh, it was just more of a demand. And I coming from the cricketing background because I have played myself for Nepal uh, in many occasions. I always felt that you know we needed. Franchise cricket. I mean, I, I still feel that we should have started probably five years back. Uh, it would have given so much of strength um, to our team. So, um, thankfully, it started um, well, good enough, uh, and then we are gradually improving the league. Uh, we we do have a lot of our challenges, but then you know we we we, we learn by doing it every edition. So. Um, But thankfully, I've got a good team, uh, and we keep you know coming up with new plans to make sure that we are on the improving stage. Um, and the fan base that we have, thankfully, in Nepal is 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 humongous. I mean, it's very impressive to be honest. Uh, cricket has become a hero sport uh, in in modern day in Nepal. Uh, there are a lot of youngsters who are who are following it. Our fan base is probably one of the best in the world, I would say. Uh, and I I can I can proudly say that. It's the best among the non-test playing countries. You know, our fan base. Um, now the corporates have got uh, interested uh, to be a part of it. I wish that our government can be more active in promoting the sport in terms of infrastructure building and everything. So, like I said, there are challenges, but we shall be, you know, meeting those challenges over the years. It will not happen in a day or two, or probably in a year or two. You know, it's a long-term program. EPL is just a platform that opens the horizon. Of every player, of every fan, or of every every stakeholder of this sport. Now the vision is that we want to be the one of the best leagues among the non-test playing countries in the world, inshallah, right? Um, and I don't think that that that's much a difficult thing. I'm not being over ambitious because I know that you know the other leagues, whether it's IPL or CPL or PSL, they are they are much much bigger. They are or, or big bats, much advanced. But among the non-test playing countries, we could be the best league uh, in the in the world, to be honest. Well, you make a really good point. You know, in terms of fan bases, in terms of the the sheer number uh, of Nepali fans there are, and their huge presence on social media. You know, you only have to go on Twitter and scroll for a couple of minutes, and it's pretty easy to find a Nepali cricket fan. They're quite prominent and also quite vocal, which is, I suppose, a good thing because we want to be. Talking about cricket as a discourse, as, as ultra competitive, and and everyone has an opinion on, on it. And you are quite right. The 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 support that Nepali cricket has is unprecedented, especially in the associate game. But even compared to some full members, are uh, hugely vocal. It's a massive help to have so many fans in the TU ground just about every time there's a game of cricket on in Nepal. Uh, we saw the MCC tour in Nepal, and not only did they did they drive. Into the ground for the limited over stuff. They were also there for the the three day game as well. So it shows that it's not just T20 cricket that Nepalis are into. Can you paint a picture for 
as as you know someone who runs a league how crazy it is to have almost every game um with you know 20,000 plus fans at the TU ground for a domestic tournament there aren't too many places around the world where they get that what what's the the atmosphere like and what's the feeling among the players who who get to play in front of so many people um just to add that uh, on that we actually had 20,000 people in the stadium and 10,000 people still outside the stadium the stadium was in the full capacity <laughs> and that's that crazy happening. um yeah it's that it's it's uh, we need to capitalize this space to be honest um it's good to be crazy you know we have that it shows that we have a genuine fan right and we don't like you said we don't have a fan only for t20 format you know we have a genuine fan base that means whether you play t20 or 50 over the three days you know there are people who actually they will show up you know to, to support their national team or the national president um i feel that this is just this, this will keep growing and this will keep improving and it's a time for us to capitalize that fan base in terms of our infrastructure right we need more stadiums outside kathmandu um and we need a full fledged well the current stadium of kathmandu which is cu international cricket ground has to be full fledged you know we don't have floodlights there we don't have uh, full um, i would say the pavilion you know it's still it's not coming to proper shape so there are a lot of challenges but epl can just be an eye opener to the government or to the cricket board or to the ministry of sport and hopefully we should actually be uh, pushing them you know to work on those on those lines actually uh, with the talent uh, regarding the cricket talent um, i can proudly say that um, today under national under 19 national ca- uh, uh, captain of nepal rich gautam actually came from the talent hunt of uh, epl in 2017 when he played for lalpur patriots right uh, because we have a compulsion of talent hunt in each uh, franchise in their own territory and red red gautam actually came through the talent hunt and ended up becoming the national captain of nepal these are the storylines that we are interested in and these are the things that we look into to make sure that yeah, we are developing the national we are trying to help the national side with its under 19 whether it's the senior team and also we are pushing the government to work on the infrastructure so epl is just a platform for everyone to be together right and just the uh, the base that we should be able to capitalize yeah and the tournament will be a great uh advertisement for uh people outside of Nepal interested in cricket who are trying to i suppose find uh find out more about Nepali cricket because there are a few ambassadors of the game from Nepal who are applying their trade in in franchise leagues around the world you know uh obviously being here in Australia with the big bash on we've got Sandeep, you know, gracing our television screens, um, every Melbourne Stars game, which has been great, but also the Nepali diaspora in in Melbourne, but also in other cities around the country have all come out in droves to support Sandip as well. So is is it a case also of Nepalis who have perhaps migrated to other countries to, to look back into to watching the Everest Premier League and, and having that pride in, in being Nepali because, you know, as we have said already, they are a pretty proud bunch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's our interest. And like I said in the beginning, that uh, we are trying to take Nepali cricket to the world now, right? So we want our players to be exposed to the Indian market. We want our players to be exposed to the global market, where the other franchises around the world, whether it's the IPL or the Big Bash or the CPL or the PSL, 
they should be able to look at our talent when they watch live on television. And this year, we have, when we go to D-Sport, when we go with the Indian broadcaster, so we hope that we will meet those areas where our players are second talent hunt, sorry, uh, second, sorry, where other players can actually go uh, on the wish list of many franchises across the globe. And when we have that situation, then then the, the exposure comes in and then they will bring that legacy back to Nepal. What Sandeep is doing is, is he's, he's a perfect ambassador for Nepali, uh, for Nepal, in, uh, for Nepali sport in fact, right? So we want more Sandeep Lamishani to come out from this uh, EPL. We want more players to go and play in the other leagues across the globe. And that will happen with the right exposure, you know, with the right platform. And EPL, they're trying to cater uh, that 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 uh, that area, I would say. And uh, regarding the, the foreign players, like I said, Nepal is such a beautiful country. I always propose them like a cricket holiday uh, package when they come and, you know, tour the city, tour the country, go for trekking, you know, go for a nice, go off day out and you know, they can play a few matches here so um, and it sounds very attractive uh, attractive for them you know for the foreign players to come to be a part of this whole tourism thing and you know to be a part of uh, the cricket uh, matches here through EPL so we try to capitalize on our resources. Another question I want to ask Amir is that Nepal is unique in that there are more than one uh, T20 tournament that takes up uh, the calendar in in the cricket in, in your country. Uh, do you? It, it's a great challenge and it's great competition to have those other tournaments there. Does that does that keep you on your toes a little bit more? See, we we, we work uh, on our with our on our own plans actually. And right now we want to be the best league uh, or one of the best leagues uh, among the non-test playing countries. So that's our target, to be honest. Um, and, you know, I mean, the other leagues are actually contributing a lot uh, in their respective territories. Um, and we are here at the center, um, you know, and we have got different policies in making so that the fan base goes, goes bigger uh, and the cricket should be taken, you know, outside Taekwondo. So, in long term, I think everyone is contributing, not only those. But uh, currently, there is a um, series that's happening on a festival format in the eastern Nepal. Uh, that that helps a lot. And there's a Prime Minister Cup that happens in the summers that the government does it. That helps a lot. So, you know, all these events collectively help Nepali cricket a lot. And, you know, we all need to be on our toes anyway. I mean, whether you're playing internally, whether you're competing internally, or you're competing externally. But uh, like I mentioned, you know, we have put our aims... Uh, and we, we are not very over-ambitious, but we know where we need to be placed in the next uh, few years, that we want to be one of the best leagues among the non-test playing countries. And that's actually our goal at the moment. I do have some fan-submitted questions about the league. Uh, I'll bring them up a little bit later because I want to talk about, I suppose, the political situation in Nepali cricket. And given that you guys are almost out of the woods now in terms of all the, the trouble that had gone on, you know, suspended between 2016 and, and late 2019. Uh, the Cricket Association Nepal is back in, in a different framework and, and with new members. Uh, what do you think for them is the, the plan for the next 12 to 24 months? And, and how did you assess uh, that ban being lifted at the time? Because it was a pretty important thing to, to happen, uh, given that the ban was stifling Nepali cricket. See, um, 
this is very unfortunate situation that nepali cricket has to go through that uh, i would say trauma uh, you know being suspended uh, when we are at our peak basically and quite sad to see that everything you know that that was into management the operations did not go what i uh, like i wanted right but nevertheless you know they have come back uh, and i hope and i really hope that they actually come back with a uh, lot of plans you know with certain ambitions you know uh, with certain development uh, i would say program so um, i really hope that you know together we can do something to bring nepali cricket you know uh to the highest level to take nepali cricket to the highest level so i feel that you know it has come at the right time uh, it should have one it should have never happened but it has come at the right time you know nepal has been granted odi status from the icc for next four years i think we still have three years and they have got a huge task in making sure that we focus very hard um uh, on our 50 overs format uh, matches as well because that's the odi status that Nepal is actually looking at so can should work you know on making sure that they revamp the entire uh, domestic uh, infrastructure the domestic league and bring a very prominent 50 overs format league and including a two day format league so that's the more development part uh, yeah, speaking to a, a couple of people in that new cricket association, Nepal. Uh, shout out to Anil Adhikari, who's the treasurer. Uh, good luck, Anil. Uh, but they're really keen to to get cricket moving forward. But on the field for the Nepali national team, and you just discussed that with One Day International status being a crucial part of their development now. Uh, they're playing in the new One Day International Cricket World Cup League Two, which has already got underway. But Nepal have actually not played any games in that yet. Uh, you guys have a leg in February, a tri-series leg there. How do you see the national team's position at the moment and where do you think their strengths are? And, of course, a new captain in Ganendra Maller as well. Yeah, um, Nepal is ferocious uh, uh, on, on our home soil anyway. We, with our, the crowd support and the preparation that we go into. So I really hope that Nepal has a good good chance of winning their the, the entire title uh, in the in the Tri Nation series in Serb. And I think the boys have started doing the camp uh, since few days now. So um, uh, I feel there is strong chance for Nepal actually to to win the title. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how how it all goes. We know that unfortunately uh, qualification wasn't possible to that T Twenty World Cup qualifier with with Singapore taking that spot, but. With the with the next T Twenty World Cup uh, next year, it gives an opportunity for for early redemption. And as for the the one day internationals, I think it's a it's a format that that probably suits you guys really well with with that good bowling attack. Uh, finally, Amir, uh, I know you do have to go soon, so thank you for your time. I've just got a few questions from some of the fans who have uh, got in touch in regards to the upcoming tournament, and we've answered quite a few of these questions already. So I'll probably skip over them. Uh, a question from a couple of people here, Royal Katawal and Lagat Kaki. They've asked about the, the TU ground itself. What are the plans for maintaining the ground for the tournament and upgrading now with the, the can suspension lifted? And in terms of uh, bringing income into the tournament, uh, are you using advertising around the ropes and the boundaries to, to try and attract more sponsors perhaps? Um, see, TU ground is, is, is a very picturesque ground um, and uh, thankfully that the ICC event is there in February and they would be, we expect that the ICC would be doing a lot of work there in terms of improvising 
that um, basic facilities including the pitches grounds the outfield the dressing room but i still feel it you know it there there lot lot to be done right so post the icc event we shall be assessing uh, the entire ground once again and see what needs to be done the touch up areas that we shall be so we will do whatever best we can within our capacity and we always do that since three years now um yeah and regarding the 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 advertising board um yeah i mean we we, we work with a lot of uh, international vendors uh, from the ipl and the world cup same vendors you know we have tied up with them this year to bring the premium quality of uh, branding uh the premium quality of the stadium branding uh that we're looking into so yeah depends really on the sponsors but uh, hopefully we should put up a good show in terms of the fabrication in terms of decorating the ground in terms of putting our uh, advertising boards uh, whatever so yeah we we shall do the best a few people have asked the same but Kieran Katawada um asked at last and it's uh on the back of that last question and you talked about the floodlights potential at the TU ground. How far away do you think they are from that? And how far away do you think we are away from a night Everest Premier League match? Um, it's, a, it's, it's a very doable thing. Um, and we hope that this should be done very soon. But like I said, the Cricket Association of Nepal has got probably other priorities in yep. terms of developing the, the league infrastructure, domestic cricket infrastructure, than actually going to the floodlights. but i'm sure uh, you know they shall be working simultaneously uh, with the government um, or the icc to put up the floodlights floodlights at the tu stadium i'm hoping this uh, should be done in probably next two years we should be able to do that within within next two years we should be able to do that in Uh, Ariog Mainali uh, asks, uh, is there any plans on making the tournament a little bit longer in length, perhaps a month-long tournament with teams playing each other twice instead of once? Is that something you guys have thought about in the future? Yeah, in the future we shall be actually come up, uh, coming up with different provisions to make the league more grander, probably more, much, um, a little more lengthier. But uh, we, have the, the most, we have the limitation of the venue, uh, with one venue. you can't actually prolong the league so uh, when we have multiple options multiple venues around the country you know uh, with decent facilities then you know we shall consider doing it in the double round robin league so that is in our plan but not anytime soon and not without the multiple uh, venue options a couple more questions before i do let you go i know you're a very busy man uh in terms of the international viewership uh how many do you yeah. know do you have a rough, rough estimate on how many countries that the tournament is going to be broadcast to at this point um right now we have secured the rights for nepal and india um india itself has got 1.3 yeah. billion uh, population so that was our main uh, target uh, country and which actually we have got it um in next few weeks we shall be working with our uh, broadcast plan Uh, the viewership plan uh, to take this to lanka and bangladesh and the middle east so you know that 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 the broadcast these sport uh, will work on that networking but uh, in the next few weeks probably we should have some answer probably closer to the time it's it is sounding promising i mean uh finally ra tomkar 17 asks what's the toughest thing you have to do in organizing a tournament like the apl not one but many <laughs> um 
yeah it's it's not easy to be honest uh, it's not easy there are a lot of things right from the um, the framework of uh, the association um whether it's with the can or the icc uh, you're dependent uh, you know on their uh, approval on their authority uh, you know so and you always have to keep performing in making sure that the league goes clean uh, and the league is uh, league gets the attention or a league gets to help the development of cricket in nepal the franchises you know they should be sustainable in terms of their finance so there a lot needs to be done and it's not easy when you have so many stakeholders around the fan has to be uh, kept happy you know in making sure that we create that fan base we enhance the fan base the the media has to be sorted always you know they you know everything should be looked after uh, very well uh, for all our stakeholders and i can't uh, particularly come with uh, one thing that ah, this is the biggest thing that we have problems there are series it's a challenge that we all have to accept it and you know we keep improving on that well i'm sure that you are going to appease the millions and millions of fans in nepali cricket amirakta dai thank you so much uh, danibad for uh, talking to us here at emerging cricket of course looking forward to the tournament have you got any more comments before you let us go i know that you know that there's plenty of well wishes you you want to uh, potentially make uh, for people watching the tournament um like the like your company says emerging cricket uh, we are on the same wavelength man um so we are in emerging uh, cricket league we want to support uh, thanks for all the exposure the, the the interviews you know that and the the statements they have made you have put it very nicely um thanks to everyone who has actually been following the palace cricket uh, very keenly uh, through the platform of um, and I believe whatever vision that we have incorporated this one to make one of the best leagues in the world, you know, it 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 won't happen without the support of everyone. Uh, so I keep uh, I I hope that everyone you know comes up with the same spirit. Thank you very much. The EPL for 2020 starts on March 14, and we'll be. Uh, keeping up with plenty of news and goings on around that league. And hopefully uh, I'll be over there covering the tournament and we'll be sharing Momo soon. But once again, thank you very much, Amir, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having me here. Thank you. Once again, a huge thank you to Amir Akhtar for joining us on the Emerging Cricket Podcast as he prepares for Everest Premier League 2020. To keep up with the Everest Premier League 2020 and Cricket's New World, make sure to follow Emerging Cricket on your various social media platforms and make sure to give us a five-star rating wherever you are listening to the podcast. For now, from me, Daniel Beswick, enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are around the cricketing world.